Hello and welcome to the Sonic Cinema Podcast. My name is Brian Scuttle and thank you for joining me at www.sonic-cinema.com as well as the Sonic Cinema Podcast YouTube channel. Subscribe, rate and review at YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Good Pods among other places. Just uh, rate and review and uh, share it with uh, other people. We appreciate uh, the... We appreciate everybody who listens. You can also check us out at patreon.com backslash sonic cinema. There you will get exclusives. I still have several uh, videos from today's uh, subject to share that I need to uh, get on there. And I'm also three episodes deep into my new series for exclusively for Patreon. Uh, subscribers called Leaving the Collection. It's about movies that have kind of run their course in my uh, movie collection. And I give them one last spin and uh, discuss them and why I feel like the time has come to say goodbye to them. That is patreon.com backslash Sonic Cinema. So Labor Day weekend was last weekend, and that, of course, means that Dragon Con took place in downtown Atlanta. And uh, thankfully, I was able to go this year. Um, it, was, it was a bit up in the air uh, with regards to work, but the fact of the matter is it's like it would have been kind of disastrous for me not to go. I really would not have been happy. I would have felt very uh, resentful of having to work last weekend, and I'm grateful that I didn't have to. I'm also grateful, and I'm going to go and start the episode with this, because one of the things that you notice on Dragon Con, if you follow, especially the Facebook groups on Dragon Con, is you will get a lot a bigger picture of what's going on at the con with people who are sharing their stories. And some of those stories are not always great. But one of the things I love about the people who love Dragon Con and want people to enjoy themselves is that they are willing to do things, even if it's just supportive words or actions, to allow people to enjoy the convention and to come out better on the other end. I was the recipient of this this year. Um, Sunday afternoon, I stopped to get some food at the Hilton downtown, which had been getting a lot of uh, heat this this uh, year for a lot of its policy choices. And I got some food, but I misplaced my wallet. I'm not sure whether it it dropped out of my hands. I'm not sure whether I left it someplace. I don't know, but I I lost my wallet. And it wasn't until getting ready to go to my 4 o'clock panel that day that I realized that was missing. So rather than going to the panel, I decided to try to retrace my steps and see if I could find it went to hotel security, see if they had turned in, and um, nothing. So uh, I, you know, started taking care of cards, limiting cards and stuff like that. And then um, as I was calling some of the other hotels to see if it had been checked in, one of them had said, well, you know, you might want to check with Dragon Con lost and found. And uh, 
sure enough, uh, my Meredith and I went to Lost and Found, and it was there. Not four hours after I probably lost it, it was at Lost and Found, which means somebody saw it and decided to do the right thing and turn it in. And whoever that is, whether you listen to this podcast or not, uh, I am very grateful for you. Uh, it made my job, my, my life a lot easier. It made my weekend a lot better. It took what was a stressful situation for me and turned it into something that makes me grateful for the Dragon Con family that we have every year um, over Labor Day weekend because at its best, Dragon Conners just want the other Dragon Con attendees to have a good time. And the the good in the Dragon Con community so far outweighs the bad is just not even funny. And uh, thank you very much if you... Are the per if you're listening to this and you're the one who turned in my wallet, I greatly appreciate it. And with that, uh, let us get to the rest of the weekend. This may be one of the shortest recaps of Dragon Con that um, I'm I'm going to do because we honestly Meredith and I honestly did not do too much. Um, and there were there were a variety of reasons. I know part of the reason that we haven't really it seems like over the past couple of years we've been doing sort of less and less at the con and part of that i think is because of the fact that meredith's interest in it a lot of times is panelists celebrities who are there and uh you know she she's not as much into people watching checking out cosplays and stuff like that as I am. And uh that's fine. I you know, the the great thing about Dragon Con is it's got something for every type of nerd and every type of geek. And I, I think that's one of the things that makes it a great convention. And it's one of the reasons why if you are a nerd in any way, shape, or form, I cannot recommend it enough. Uh it is between the dozens upon dozens of tracks of of uh, panels and the different panelists they have, the different subjects they talk about, and just seeing all of the cosplay, the people enjoying themselves, uh, it's it's a wonderful experience, and it always has been for me. This year we did uh, one thing differently um, than we had. In the past, we actually went down and checked into the Hilton Garden Inn in, by the aquarium on Wednesday instead of Thursday. Um, the reason we did that this year was because of the fact that uh, Meredith's team, the Colorado Rockies, was in town for a three-game series. And so in addition to... So we actually went on Wednesday and Thursday to go watch the Braves and the Rockies play. And the Braves won both games we went to. Uh, Meredith took her cousin to uh, the game on Tuesday, and I had a couple podcasts of I had a, a couple podcast records. One for our Alan Parker 
episode before this, as well as a guest appearance on Binge Movies uh, Patreon, which if you are a Patreon of uh, Binge Movies, I cannot recommend that enough. It was a really enlightening conversation on Alex Perez's Knowing, starring Nicolas Cage. And uh, I hope you check that out. So it was a terrific discussion. I always love talking to Jason. And he he always inspires me to bring my A-game. And I, I love that about all of the people that I've guested on their podcast. So Wednesday, uh, I first start off by going to see Mom. And, you know, she she is not gone to Dragon Con since 2017. It it just was never... Like, I think that last year, she basically knew she was done with Dragon Con from a physical standpoint. And then, uh, as her uh, mental stays gone down, it's been, you know, there's it's hard enough to uh, communicate with her. But, um... So I went to go see her, and we watched The Firm, and uh, afterwards I got, I came back, I finished packing, and we went downtown to check in, and it was, it was great to not have that worry about paying for parking down there right now, and then just going to uh, the hotel. As, and just going to the hotel and getting settled in there before we started our weekend. And Wednesday night, we did the Braves game. Thursday, uh, we went to go pick up our badges early, which didn't take that long. I think it took us about 10, 15 minutes, I think, to get through line. It was really kind of great. And I think that was one of the earliest times I've gotten down there I mean, it's also been a while since I haven't had a hotel room down there. So we did that. Uh, we didn't really do too much because uh, Meredith had dropped her phone. She wanted to get checked out. So we went to a local Verizon store to get that checked out. Um, and then we that night, we went to the Braves game Thursday night. So we didn't really do anything con as far as the con there. Uh, Friday was our first day down at the con, and so basically uh, one of the main things we were really looking forward to this year, uh, if you're a patron, and I mean, I've mentioned on other social media, but Meredith and I watched uh, the the uh, WB show Charmed with uh, Shan Dougherty, Alyssa Milano, Holly Marie Combs, and later Rose McGowan taking over for Shan Doherty. And um, it's it's a fun show. It's an entertaining show. Part of the reason that Meredith was so excited is because of the fact that three of the uh, cast members from Charmed were supposed to be there. Uh, Brian Krause, who played Leo, Drew Fuller, who played Chris, and Holly Marie Combs, who played Piper. Uh, unfortunately, Holly canceled at the very last minute, but we were committed to going to the uh, Friday panel at 11.30, which was originally supposed to have the three of them, so we went ahead and did that. And that was that was entertaining. Uh, Brian and Drew talked a lot about the podcast that they're doing, which is basically uh, going through um, episodes of Charmed, a, an episode at a time, and they have guests on 
there and so that was that was a big part of that discussion um i'll admit i was kind of it it really would have benefited having holly there but she had to she had to cancel at the last minute but uh at that panel they mentioned that they were going to try to get her for the saturday panel on zoom so you know we don't really we don't really double up on panels too much, but we decided to this year, especially around certain subjects. So we we did the charm panel, and then we basically uh, went down to the Walk of Fame, checked out who was there, saw who was there, um, got lay of the land of what that was like this year, and then we went to a couple of photo ops, one of which was Charmed, which was originally supposed to be the three actors, but ended up just being Brian and Drew. You look at the picture, you know, you can tell I, in no way, uh, I, I in no way, shape, or form look, uh, you know, like a fifth wheel, right, the fourth wheel with uh, Meredith and Brian and Drew. In no way, shape, or form is that possible, uh, but uh it was it was still fun it was it was it was a lot of fun and those guys are really cool and then meredith had an individual uh photo op with michael shanks who was on stargate sg1 which is a favorite show of hers after that we went back to the uh walk of fame try to get those pictures autographed and i had a chance to meet uh daniel pennebaker who was in the 2009 Friday 13th, as well as Sky High, and has also been on The Flash. And it was really nice to meet her, talk to her, you know, talk to her a little bit about Friday 13th, how much I enjoy that one. And, uh, you know, it was, it was just a, it was just kind of a good time. And uh, after that, we went to go get some lunch, or some lunch, dinner at the Metro Cafe, which... A tradition like no other going there um, during Dragon Con. We did not hit the hard rock this year. Uh, it just didn't, ended up not really working out for us in that one. But that's fine. I mean, it, you know, I mean, hard rock is basically what the hard rock is. Uh, Metro, we actually, you know, tried a few different things. It was actually pretty good. And then uh, Meredith, by, by 5 o'clock, Meredith is kind of done for the day at Dragon Con. So uh, basically what we ended up doing is I ended up driving, we drove back to the hotel, and then uh, I decided to go back out to do some more people watching and to uh, go to a 7 o'clock panel at the Marriott, which was Who Shot First? The Star Wars Special Editions at 25. Is basically going point by point uh, through the special editions, what was good, mostly what was bad, just talking through that situation. And it's funny because the uh, latest episode of Leaving the Collection, uh, I kind of, I'd thought about this one before the weekend to add it, but honestly, like, I think the, the panel, this panel was kind of a, Kind of, kind of a nail in the coffin of adding it to the collection. That's the documentary, The People versus George Lucas. You know, I mean, I'm I'm not a fan of a lot of the changes in the uh, special editions, but at the same time, I'm also 
I, I'm also, as I've gotten older, I'm more understanding of, you know, I understand and appreciate why George Lucas wanted to do that. Yes, I of course I would love to see the original trilogy release in 4K, Blu-ray, whatever format, fully restored. But at the same time, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm basically at peace with that. Uh, that panel was pretty entertaining. I asked a couple of questions, mentioned it, had a couple of comments, and that was good back and forth. I uh, did a little bit of people watching after that and then went back to the uh, hotel for the day. Saturday, uh, we did our usual tradition of driving down as quickly, as early as possible. In this case, it was around 8 o'clock. And uh, we went to the vendors. We went to go... Uh, Stand line for the vendors. Saw my former uh, GM over at uh, Town Center, and uh, he happened to get off work. Uh, even though it was Cinema Day uh, last Saturday, in addition to the beginning of college football, uh, we went to the vendors for a couple of hours. And one of the things that I do appreciate, and I mean, one thing that we were very conscious of this year was trying not to spend a whole lot of money and uh honestly at the vendors there really wasn't a whole lot that i wanted um i mean we we got a couple of things we got some t-shirts we liked we got a couple pops and stuff like that but that was about it uh after that uh we got grabbed a quick bite eat before um kind of going off on our own ways. Uh, Meredith went to go get in line for the charm panel at one o'clock, which was supposed to have Holly uh, Marie Combs. And then I went to the uh, Marriott right quick for a 1220 photo op with Danielle Pennebaker. And admittedly, and this was, this was actually a day in which I, I forgot to mention this, this was the day I did my Buster Keaton cosplay, and it, it occurred to me this weekend how much I really have missed doing cosplay uh, since Jane, Sal, and Bob have been kind of retired for the past few years. And, and I mean, yes, I could still do Sal and Bob, but it doesn't feel right without Jay. Bottom line, it doesn't. So being able to do Buster Keaton, and I did actually get a couple people asking for... Uh, Photos, which uh, still trying to track those down, but um, that was that was a lot of fun, and it's it's something that I really enjoyed doing. Uh, so the Daniel Pan Baker photo op happened, and then I had to go from the Marriott all the way back over to Western White Creek to get back in line for that. Uh, and they did, in fact, get Holly Marie Combs. And uh, that was, there There was such a stronger energy to that panel than there was on the uh, one the day before. And it's not, it's not a knock against Brian and Drew, but because of the fact that you had one of the regular characters on the, in the, on the show there, you could have a lot of more questions that made more sense for a regular than somebody like Leo, who was not always a regular, and then somebody like Drew was not on the series that much. But 
one of the funniest things was because of the fact that, you know, I guess Drew has the free Zoom, which only limits you to 40 minutes. So around the 40-minute mark, uh, Holly was disconnected. And uh, that was that was a really fun and anxious moment as they tried to get her back. Drew and Holly played off of it pretty well. And uh, it was it was a fun panel. It was really worth it. We saw a uh, friend of ours, Caitlin, who we had met uh, when we hung out with Gigi Edgley's group uh, last year. And um, that was fun. And then we head back to the Hilton after that. And I had a photo op with Marina Baccarin from Firefly, from Gotham, from the... And uh, that was that was really nice to be able to do that. Uh, we went up to the Walk of Fame. Uh, I met Lauren Ridloff, who is from Sound of Metal, was from The Walking Dead, was from Eternals, and she was really sweet. Uh, being able to tell her, especially how much I loved Sound of Metal, uh, was was really gratifying. And uh, being able to even through an interpreter, because she is, in fact, deaf. Uh, it was it was really a lovely um, interaction. And uh, Meredith actually went to go see uh, Sean Ashmore, who was a very late addition. And uh, at 4.30, she had a photo op with Sean Ashmore. And that was, that was really cool for her, because she's a fan of The Rookie, uh, she's a fan of the X-Men movies, the original X-Men movies, as am I. And so uh, that was that was really cool for her. Uh, we, you know, being able to do our own kind of photo ops was kind of la- good this year. I mean, you know, it was, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, we don't always have to do everything together. So after that, panel. So after that photo op, uh, Meredith was once again ready to go. But instead of me driving her back, uh, she actually walked back to the hotel, which is not necessarily a short walk, but it took her like, it only took her like 20 minutes to get back. So um, that was, that was really good. And I basically hung around, did some people watching and I was originally going to go to a 7 o'clock panel on mental health and content creation, and but it was sold out, or but was filled. And I didn't feel like waiting to see if a spot uh, opened up. So I basically just went through the hotels, did some people watching, took some pictures and stuff like that until about 8.30 or so, and then I, and then I left. Um, left for the day. And then... Uh, you know, Sunday, we basically took it easy. Uh, so Sunday, one of the things that, um, one of the things that we, we knew we were going to do was it was going to be a relatively short day. Uh, there wasn't really going to be a whole lot we were going to do. do. Um, and uh, honestly, there weren't really a whole lot of panels I wanted to do. And Meredith actually decided that she was going to hold off on going down on uh, Sunday, just let me have the day to myself there. And this was the day that I did the Batman variant of my Buster Keaton. 
And uh, remind me the next time to do that, to do that when we do not have a mask mandate. Because between the face mask and the cowl, that was a really rough cosplay. Um, <laughs> and so uh, it was... And, and so it was, uh, it was. It was really tough to uh, breathe in there. I actually, I actually uh, bailed on that around one thirty or so. Uh, the first panel, the one panel I did go to that day, was uh, making independent films in a corporate world, and it was a really. It was a really. It's part of the the uh, independent film track, film festival, and film track there which, I mean, they haven't had the film festival for a few years now, but it's on the film track there. And originally, uh, Vanessa Wright, who does the Renegade Film Festival, was going to be a speaker there, but I guess she was unable to do that one. But the two speakers that they did have, uh, Lisa Thomas and uh, Takoya Urbina, are two filmmakers who... Um, they they showed us some of their work and it was it was really interesting to see that work and be able to uh see what they were what what they were doing and so um listening to them talk and listening to them talk about not only what it's like as far as trying to get money for independent visions without going the corporate route, as well as being uh, women and people of color, in which Takoya is, was really fascinating to have that discussion. And the pa and patrons are going to have a little bit of that discussion, and I'm actually going to write a little bit about for In Their Own League, uh, where I'm actually going to write uh, kind of a retrospective of some of my favorite moments over the years when it came to uh when it's come to Dragon Con and you can probably check that out sometime this week as well. But uh that was that was a really interesting panel. I'm glad I went to it. And then um yeah I got I got lunch like I said at the beginning uh that's where I lost my wallet at the Hilton and then as after I went to uh change clothes and get out of the uh, Batman uh, Buster cosplay and basically just go geeking. Uh, I went to the Joystick Game Bar, which we were originally going to go to for a little bit on Thursday, but um, they didn't open until 5 on Thursday, so we were unable to do that that day. But I did that for a little bit, checked that out. That was pretty cool. And then went, made my way up to the Westin, took a rest. I was going to a 4 o'clock panel on The Thing, the 1982 John Carpenter film. And uh, somebody that I, another person I met at Renegade, Christopher Moore, was on that one. But that's when, that's before I found my, lost, figured out my wall was missing. So I bypassed that panel because the wall was much more important. Uh, Meredith walked over, and uh, we looked a little bit, and, you know, I kind of... I need her over there in case I didn't find my wallet, but as I mentioned earlier, 
uh, somebody was gracious enough to uh, turn it in, and uh, I had it by 5 o'clock. So after that, we basically just left for the day. Uh, we got changed and uh, got a shower, got showers, and um, went to uh, went to the Mexican restaurant that's by, like, neck that's a part of the hotel before going to the plaza for a uh, fan, for an independent of Dragon Con event uh, from some fans who basically they did, uh, they showed us episodes two and three of House of the Dragon and uh, the new Game of Thrones series. And so we we did that, and they had cosplay. They were really great, and uh, it was it was fun to watch those on the big screen. And um, then we went back to the hotel, and uh, that's basically it. So Monday, however, was a very was was a very special uh, occasion for me because we had one panel that we were doing. And then, but we also, but it was a very unique thing for us in that uh, it was a panel on the music of Star Wars, but the interesting thing about this one is that I was actually a panelist. Um, A friend of mine, I was a member of the uh, Star Wars at Dragon Con uh, group, and I guess they'd put a call out for panelists. And I'm like, okay, I love the music of Star Wars. I'd love to talk about it. And I had just come off of uh, writing about Natalie Holt's score for Obi-Wan. And so they, you know, they, they had the, I, they accepted me as a panelist. And I got really excited about it. We went back and forth and had basic outline of what to talk about. And it was a really great experience and it was one that I've been kind of wanting to have for a while being a panelist at Dragon Con. Um but it was really great. Uh, it ha- gave me the opportunity to meet at least one person who was on the uh who I've known on Twitter for a bit and then you know actually talk to them in person and meet them in person and uh it was it was just a really lovely discussion about where the music of Star Wars started, where it's at now, some of the influences, who we'd like to see do music for Star Wars in the future, and it was just really wonderful. Um, after that, uh, we went over to America's Mart to the the vendors one last time just to take a look around to see um to to kind of see if there was anything else we wanted before we uh left for the day we had already checked out of the hotel so we we basically uh went back home and uh that's that was that was our dragon con i the panel was by far the best favorite thing for me it was by far my favorite experience uh, obviously, my least favorite was uh, making the uh, was the uh, losing my wallet, but again, that one turned out for the best because of the fact that somebody was gracious enough to actually turn it in and uh, everything was intact. 
Um, there's not really much to say about Dragon Con. I, I, you know, I, I love doing this year in and year out. And the, I, I've said before, and I'll say it again, the, the thing I love about Dragon Con going year in and year out is that it always changes. You can do some of the same things from year to year, but it's always going to be different, partially because of the people you're with, partially because of the people you're seeing, and partially because of the different experiences that you realize are going on in uh, at Dragon Con. And it's just always such a fun experience, and I always look forward to going... Um, and I think that's that's it for this episode of the Song Cinema Podcast. It actually was about a bit longer than I expected. I was almost because of how little we did, I was kind of expecting this, oh, I did this, this, and this, and this, and this. But yeah, it ended up being about normal length for this uh, Dragon Con episode. But uh thank you very much for listening to the Song Cinema Podcast. Uh we've got a great lineup coming for you this fall. Uh, we're going to have a first-time guest talking about one of the goofiest, worst movies of the early 2000s. going to have some great guests coming up in October talking about horror. Uh, November, we're going to have um, discussions on established ca- classics as well as one of my favorite film scores of all time. And then December, we will be talking about Living Legend and hopefully one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, that's it for now. Again, patreon.com backslash Sonic Cinema. Click subscribe, rate and review at Apple, Google, Spotify, Good Pods, as well as the Sonic Cinema Podcast YouTube channel and always keep up with us at the at www.sonic-cinema.com. Thank you very much. Thank you.